Here it comes, the latest people, trends, and news on sustainable living in and around our corner of the country. Down to Earth with Mrs. Green, Spotlight on the Southwest. And now, Mrs. Green. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to Down to Earth with Mrs. Green, Spotlight on the Southwest. I am Gina Murphy-Darling, and I thank you for listening and for being a part of Mrs. Green's world. And I would very much like to thank the sponsor of our show today, Tucson Electric Power Company, and say from the bottom of my very green heart that their support of Mrs. Green's world mission and vision is just one of the very, very, very many examples of how TEP celebrates and supports organizations working to make a difference in our community. And Mrs. Green's World is one of those organizations, and they do, you name it, if you're out at an event, TEP has been a part of making it happen. So now on with the show that is all about the future of your home and my home and our homes, and this is the first of a two-part series we'll be doing about what our homes of the future are going to look like. And joining me for the next 30 minutes is Armando Ruiz, who is Senior Tech for Residential Energy Efficiency. Is that whole thing on your card, Armando? The whole thing. That is the long thing. So welcome to Mrs. Green's World. And we were reflecting before the show started that almost 10 years ago, believe it or not, like nine years ago, when I first started working with TEP, Armando and I were out shooting video in Energy Star Homes. That's right. Right. In Energy Star community, more than 10 years ago, down by the plant, looking at construction practices, best practices back then. Yes, I know. And I bet things have changed a lot, even in 10 years. They have. Um, the future for new construction, I'll start on that side. On the new construction side, what we remember talking about back then, about the shell of the home, the enclosure of the home, right. the insulation of the home, that still exists, but the bar has been raised, so that's even better. But the future of the home for new construction has really been focused on two things. Uh, indoor air quality is probably the first one, which is very popular. Which I am now a maniac about. Right, okay. and you're not alone. You're in good company. Thank and the you, other one, Gary, from, and from Russet Southwest. Gary Gibson has made me, like, I'm phobic about it in a good way. Yeah, it's all awareness. You know, yes, It's amazing awareness. how you kind of know how you feel, the way you breathe, how you feel. And then when it's explained to you the way Gary Gibson has the unique ability to do so, you realize that you've known all along. I know. I call him the mold whisperer, and he laughs, but he can go in a house, and he can tell he's gotten such a finely um, tuned sense of smell and has helped people that I love dearly get their health back. I'm one of them. I'm a statistic. I'm one of the students of Gary. He's taught me. I've learned from him. I early on learned that I need to listen and learn before I start saying And he's anything. a great partner with TEP. Uh, yes, so, to this day. very well respected. Okay, so what is an Energy Star home? An Energy Star home typically tends to be an above-code home. An Energy Star home ensures that what you're paying for, because it's all money spent to buy a home, it is the biggest investment most of us are ever going to make in our lives. But that Energy Star rating, that Energy Star logo and label on the home, really lets the customer know that what they're paying for is not just a home, but quality. And let's face it, the builders build houses, but the family who moves in, they turn that house into a home. And knowing what they're paying for, knowing that label's on there, that everything that they can see, 
everything that they can't see was done and inspected with quality. And that includes indoor air quality. You know, it's such a good point. And it, it reminds me about when my daughter was in the gifted program at TUSD. And I was like, I was glad she was in it. But I wanted to say, well, shouldn't all classrooms be taught like this because of all the extras that she got? Shouldn't every home be an energy star home? <laughs> I don't want to get anybody mad, but like quality should matter. So code is here. That's probably, I'm assuming, doing the bare minimum the bare essentials, Mm -hmm. but shouldn't every home be an energy star home? We believe it should be. And that's kind of our selling point when we go to partner with builders to say, we have a wonderful program that not only incentivizes the builder to do so, but we also have a built-in QA system to make sure that the rating provider that is inspecting, that is on site, that is continuing to do the testing, that they are also being held to a standard just like the home, just like the builders want. So that when that customer comes in to the... Uh, sales center into that model home it's built in it's nothing extra that you have to ask for it's a good home it starts that way and it's simply now a matter of educating the customers you have this wonderful home and here's how to use it we believe that all homes should be energy star that's why our program is designed to be an energy star program and thankfully a lot of the builders in our local community here both local builders like mesquite and tj bednar uh, places like that, let alone national builders like the Pulte's in Richmond's, they believe so too. We have about 20 builders here in our local area signed up for our program. Which is great. And I just have to say I love T.J. Bednar. I love Ted. He, Me too. He was, he, was, he was one of those trailblazers too. He was green before it was in. Okay, so there are lots of pieces to this for someone like me that is the homeowner, consumer, never looks behind the wall or mm-hmm. anything. I don't even know where whatever it is that controls, like if, if we blow a fuse or whatever that is. I have no idea. So with air quality, one would think that the best thing to do for a home is seal it so that you're keeping your heat in, you're keeping your cooling in, your windows are, you know, double pane because it's so hot here. But isn't there a downside to that? Do you have to make sure the air changes around? And how do you do that? There's the divine mystery to me. I like where you started with sealing up the home. It's a great place to start. You seal off the home and you separate the living space from the outdoor space. And that is done. But that's one half of the equation. And I like the way you worded it. It is a great place to start. But the intention behind building science, which is what we're talking about, it is building science. The intention is to do no harm. So the problem with this is, let's say that you seal your home and it begins to be too tight. There is such a thing as a home that is too tight. Well, then you have to take extra steps at the same time as you're doing air sealing, whether it's windows, doors, the ceiling, whatever. You have to take extra steps to bring in fresh air to get those air changes that you're talking about. You want on average, you know, maybe in each hour for the air changes to change out. One air in, one air out. The complexity behind this is it's not as simple as just opening the door. That's not what I'm talking about. Or the windows. We're designing, yes, correct. We're designing a mechanical HVAC system that will designate where you're pulling outside air in from and that it's being filtered and that it is at the proper rate at the right velocity so that we're balancing everything at the same time. We are accomplishing not having that stale air feeling in your home where it's not creating too much noise, where there's the noise pollution, maybe you might call it in your home, but it's not necessarily at the Energy Star version three level, 
it's not necessarily dependent on whether the HVAC system is running or not. This time of year is a great example of it. Most homes right now, it's a beautiful time of year to be in Tucson, maybe not June, July, or August, but right now it's beautiful. It is Your so HVAC true. system isn't running that often. Right. So if your fresh air system is dependent on an HVAC system running, this time of year it's not running. So you're not getting those air changes right. that you would normally get. Now at an Energy Star version three level, there's an independent operating fresh air system that regardless of whether the HV system is running, it is monitoring the air changes so that even without that AC coming on, it is still cycling the air from a predetermined spot, not on the side of the house where the dog kennel is, <laughs> right. you know, not next to the chicken right, coop, right. but a quality spot to pull air in Good from. Good points, to mix. not next to the chicken coop or where the dog run is. That's yeah. really, never thought of that. Never, people don't think of it, but it never all matters. Did. You wonder where those smells come. You don't want anything being pulled in from your garage. We store different things in our garage, whether it's paints, the vehicles themselves, the kids' gym stuff. Right, It right. matters where that air comes from. So that's all part of the stuff that we, as a partner with the builders, with the help of the rating providers, the Energy Star and the future of where these homes and programs are, everything has raised the bar. Not only do we continue to have what we've had in the past, but we have even more. And indoor air quality is one of those things. And that is how we're accomplishing that. And so when you have, I always want to think about like, who's driving this? And do you, this is two part question. So my whirling dervish brain is going like on fast forward. So in terms of the partners, do, do the builders have to actually go through a process with you to be approved as a partner for Energy Star Building? How does that work? Does that question make sense? It does make sense. So the way that it was work, this would work, you know, from a consumer point of view, your builder that you're shopping with has let the market tell them that this is actually what customers want. Got it. They want every shade of green included. Love that color so picked. So <laughs> they're recognizing that that shade of green and any other shades of green is what the market wants. That's what their customers want. And after all, the builders want to build good homes. They don't want to build bad homes, but they also want to build a home that customers want to buy. Right. Not right. just beautiful layouts and sinks and bathrooms and kitchens, but ones that have a lower than average cost of operating, one that is comfortable for their kids, whether it's health conditions or just simply wanting right. to be comfortable. Right. That's their motivation for what they're doing. Then there are national and local programs that help guide these builders who want to do this in order to do it. So when they go to their suppliers of lumber, insulators, plumbers, HVAC people, now they have guidance and guidelines to go down that path. And we're right there with the trade allies and the builders supporting these efforts. I like that, trade allies. I do. Your partners. And, and, I, and I can't forget about Saba, our local home builder association. They do the same thing that we do. We don't necessarily build the houses, nor does Saba, but we support those that Southern do Arizona as way Southern home builders. Exactly. Yes. We support those trade allies that build the homes, the builders that develop those homes. So behind the scenes, there are partnerships. There are trade allies that come together. How can we do this so that we can provide and make homes that all of our community and our customers want? And then once that is agreed upon, they start building the homes and that's where the rating providers as well as our built-in QA and inspection process comes in and say, 
okay, we talked and we agreed and we signed agreements to go forward and do this, but we're going to be there all along the building process when it's framed, we're inspecting. When your ductwork goes in before the insulation and the drywall goes up, we're inspecting the ductwork. When the ductwork does go in, we're looking at the ductwork. When it's all completed, we're looking at things not necessarily as individual, but now we're looking at the home as an entire system. Because an that's how you use it. integrated system. Yes, exactly. A totally integrated system. So it comes to mind, this popped into my head, when you are buying an Energy Star home, is it a lot more expensive, a little more expensive? And then my second part to that is, if you're thinking about buying a home, why would you not buy that? Because then for the rest of your life, if it's done right, you're saving money every single month on electricity bills. It could be on water bills. I mean, the beat goes on. So are they much more expensive? I think the current answer is they're very competitive. Okay. Love good I, answer. I, I should ring the bell. I, I think answer. they are very competitive. And the context that I'll put around that is like anything that's new, I think when maybe Energy Star was first coming out or, you know, 10 plus years ago when it was kind of an early adopter, kind of like Ted uh, Bednar, with TJ Benner Homes as an early adopter when he did it, it probably did cost a little bit more time and money yes. because there were lessons and yes. le uh, learning curves that needed to happen. But Energy Star has had a footprint and a presence nationally and locally for a while now, as does TEP's residential program. So that learning curve and that cost has become less, allowing the current answer to truly be it is very competitive. And that is a one-time up, I shouldn't say one-time, but the upfront cost, whether it's a little bit more... It's itself forever. Yeah, exactly. And month it after does. month, there's comfort built in, there's energy savings built in. Your health. Exactly. When we talked about healthful home. That matters. I mean, and how do you I, put a price on that? How do you put a price on that? No kidding. Especially and when it comes to kids, right? Yes. When it comes to kids or old people. Or, <laughs> um, yeah, the other end. Uh, not that I know anything about that. But the other thing is that I learned from Gary, and I'm, you know me, I am what I am and my heart's right out there. I grilled him about so many things because he's so passionate and then I was telling my friend Julia Strange at TMC about all of this upper respiratory stuff. And she hands me a report from the Pima County Health Department. And she goes, oh, yeah, Gina, the third cause of fatalities, third highest cause of fatalities in cause of death in Pima County, upper respiratory disease. So it's like it re it's reinforced in so many ways. People are literally getting sick from molds and bacterias and viruses that are lying, I call it what lies beneath. It's in places that we don't see and we're breathing it in and it's hurting us. Yeah, and sometimes it is the unfortunate part of being a health risk, but sometimes even yes, for health, it's, it's, it's just annoying just because right. it's dust. It's dust. It, it, there's, there's more than just the extreme point to make a point. There are just the annoying things, the dirtiness. just And the toxic things we clean our homes with and the pesticides that we spray. I mean, the beat goes on. So air quality, I, I've become like a total nut job about it. And people getting sick from off-gassing from their carpet, you know, and the beat goes on. So what about water? I mean, here in the desert, you know, our home, everybody who knows me knows we have major issues because of the settling and mm -hmm. the water management of the home. Is that something that is taken into consideration in your partnerships with building? Like windows can leak and you can have a lot of problem if you've got water issues, even yeah. in the desert. Yeah, uh, it is Southern Arizona and water is a precious resource here, but it can hurt the homes. And after all, we are talking about homes existing and the future of homes. Water management in its liquid form, it should be managed. And I am happy to tell you that the future version three of Energy Star 
it does incorporate water management. Wow. Whether it's the foundation consideration and having water drain away from the foundation and not pooling. Which really matters. It does. Uh, and not only that, around your windows, your door openings. I mean, these are their actual inspections and checklists, which some builders were early adopters and they've done a great job for years. But now it is being inspected. There is a checklist about this stuff so that any water that does come to the home, whether it's monsoon or just any other time of the year, there is a plan to deal with it and get it away from the home and out of the home. And even though I did describe the liquid bulk moisture from rain or washing your car or watering and playing in the above ground pool in the backyard, it all matters. But the other thing is going back to the indoor air quality and kind of overlapping with what we're talking about with water management, the humidity, the gas form of water, humidity, relative humidity. There's also plans for handling that inside the home, whether it's uh, spot ventilation, the air changing that I mentioned earlier, uh, specifically even the the better quality fans that we're having over our, our gas and electric stoves. You're boiling something, you're making food. There's humidity that comes out, that steam right. that you see. You don't even think about that. That's not liquid moisture, but right. that is, yeah, that's and, humidity. And it's day after day after day. And that's why, I mean, we can wax poetic about if you're getting a new HVAC, make sure you know what you're getting. Go to somebody that's trusted because it is your quality of life. I mean, on so many levels, it impacts many, many things. Absolutely. And uh, just to give you know Gary another uh, piece of credit there. I'm sure uh, going to be calling him, telling him, like, he's our hero of this show. <laughs> he is. I'm a student of his. I am a disciple of his. And I'm happy to be that. But the HVAC system itself, remember... We use HVAC systems here to not only help keep our homes cool, but also it dehumidifies the home. So if anybody has ever lived in a swamp-cooled home and then moved into an air-conditioned home, there's a difference in the level of comfort during the monsoon where it's sticky to and not so least, comfortable in the swamp-cooled home. we've lived in both. <laughs> yeah, so you know the difference. And knowing that, that it's not just spot ventilation, it's not just water management to get the water away from the home outside, but the HVAC system, it dries the inside of the home. So even though the temperature might be a little higher, you could still feel comfortable because the humidity is not making you feel so sticky to the touch of your skin. It's, you know, in my experience in practicing building science in this community, in this climate zone, comfort is a state of mind. And what is comfortable for one may not be comfortable for those. So that range and having an AC unit that is properly sized, that is operating correctly, that Gary Gibson would tell anybody about, that goes back to that level of comfort. That goes back to indoor air quality, managing humidity inside the home. And it really, it just, it so matters about the quality of our health. And even things like when I was getting mine, a SEER rating. I didn't know what that was. And you told me seasonal energy efficiency ratio. Right. So you have to get, and I know they're numbered, and you have to get the number that's right for your home or it can be counterproductive, correct? Absolutely. And I would focus a little bit more on the tonnage just to be really clear and expand okay. on that for a moment. Please do. <laughs> the SEER rating has to do with the efficiency of how much energy it takes to do something. The tonnage part of your air conditioning is how big the unit is. So, for example, let's say that your home needs a three-ton unit. You can have a three-ton 13-seer unit, or you can have a three-ton 21-seer unit. They're both three tons, but the amount of energy that it takes the 13-seer is greater than the SEER 21 three-ton to do the same thing. I think I even understand that, which is scary. (laughs) Yes, and... 
the tonnage rating is simple. It's capacity. How how strong is it? it what it, how much BTUs or heat is it capable of remo removing? And then, like you said, the the ratio, the the sear rating tells you how much energy does it take to do that job. And I think another important that part of that, which which is a perfect segue into, it's not just about the new homeowner or the new home buyer and educating them and what to look for, but existing homeowners in terms of energy efficiency. And we can go into that a little bit. But if you're me, that's all invisible. Thank God we have a partnership in this family. So Mr. Green is on it. But you know, monitoring and, and changing out the ducts and making sure that you're having um, your duct work clean. It's not you just put it in and then forget about it, especially in this dusty environment. So it's, it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to have those inspected or have someone like wonderful like I do to change out the filters and make sure that they're continuing to run efficient, efficiently. Right. Uh, as a homeowner, changing out your filters is probably at this point something that I would encourage each homeowner to at least check the air filter every single month. Every month? Every single month. Depending on where wow. you live, whether it's a new home or an existing home, whether you have pets or you just live in a rural dusty area, I encourage you to at least check your air filter once a month if you need to change it, change it. I encourage the value packs because obviously the cost is beneficial to change that right, out. Right. Um, that, that's one part. Now, the other part of it with the duct work and uh, service calls with the HVC company of your choosing, cleaning out your duct work is the other part of that that I would really encourage. And it is really impactful for Southern Arizona, for Tucson. It's really impactful and I would encourage two things to be done. The duct work to be inspected, if not possibly cleaned and not forget to be sanitized. Got Most it. contractors who do this, Got it. they do the sanitizing as well as the duct cleaning. Now, once it is cleaned and it is sanitized, the next step, I would encourage duct sealing because leaks are terrible. You don't, uh, let's say, that, uh, I'll get into a little bit. I know a lot of the stuff I have been kind of oversimplifying the explanations, but this one I'll get kind of a little bit in the weeds. It's really good because we have really smart listeners. I I, I understand. And, I <laughs> and we're not... learning things all the time about this is really important for homeowners. So on the HVAC side, you have two sides. You have a return side that sucks the air in. You have a supply side that blows the air out. Leaks on either side of this ductwork are bad. If you have leaks on the return side, you're sucking air in from who knows where. Yeah, that's like the bad. chicken coop and the dog run. <laughs> yeah, and that's not always caught by the air filter. Yes. So that's bad. So that's why they should be clean, sanitized, and sealed. On the supply side, if those are leaking, then who knows where the air that you're paying to recondition, which is not cheap, who right. knows where it's going. Right. It's not right. going to hit you on the couch while you're watching, you know, the Daytona 500 yesterday. Or the Oscars, which the, or the Academy Oscars. Awards, which will be talked about forever for the rest of all of our lives, but we don't have to talk about it. But that's the impact for the ductwork, which I really encourage to be cleaned, sanitized, and then sealed. That is, depending on what gets done, whether it's hand sealing or aero seal, which is a great offering, the cost can vary, but the point remains, it's better to have it sealed. And do your homework and know who you're doing business with. Absolutely. And I know we sound like a commercial for us at Southwest. There are great HVAC companies in this town. 
many others that you can count. And I'm trying to think of like Hamstra is one and yeah, um, right ways. Another. Yeah, I know. So there are really good companies that, that are committed to this quality. What about, I've always wondered about, we haven't done it yet, but we might from what I'm learning are smart thermostats. Are they a good idea? Does it really help with controlling your temperatures I mean, whoever heard of a smart thermostat, but they have things now called the Nest, mm-hmm. and they have this and that. So what about smart learning thermostats for the homeowner? Smart learning thermostats are the future of your home. Um, the existing homes, they can be adapted right okay. now. The other thing is new homes, they're going to come with it. The good thing about both of them is probably the bad thing about both of them. <laughs> okay. So they are smart and they are learning but depending on who has access to the thermostat, kids, for example, college kids coming home from the summer, kids soon going to be... Want to be freezing in here. Yep. Yeah. It is a learning and a smart thermostat, but there are overrides. So that is something to be aware of. Skipping that, the person who is buying it or the contractor that's installing it will tell you that it is a great option, but just like some other things, you need to learn how it works so that you know how to work it. Those thermostat things are a wave of the future. They have gotten so much better than the traditional programmable thermostat because if you program something wrong, you're programming higher bills in a worst case scenario. I would be like, the thermostat is already smarter than I am, so I would need the instruction manual to do any overrides and all of that stuff. So, But it really matters a lot that it's going to help all with energy efficiency. And I just have to say and reflect on this for a minute that everybody that I do business with in in this capacity with interviewing people and friendships that I form, everybody at TEP really cares about energy efficiency. And given the fact that they sell energy, I think it's admirable. I really mean that. It's like people really care in the greater good about the planet and expand by new customer base, but not by upping our energy efficiency use. And this energy efficiency will help that. Our energy efficiency programs, we're talking about two programs here from TEP, our existing home program, which is titled the Efficient Home Program, and our new construction program, which is the Energy Smart Home Program. Those are just two programs of a lot of different programs that we offer the community to help them in their own way, whatever fits them, whether it's our trees program, our community outreach. There's a lot of different things that we have available for the community that are going to go towards helping keeping prices down. And we have to really do a shout out because I cannot believe that we're going to be out of time. But everybody who's listening that lives in this area that's serviced by TEP, go to their website and it is so intuitive. It is so user-friendly. I went to TEP.com and then Efficient Home Program and read everything I wanted to know. The search bar is great. Whoever did this, like this is like my kingdom for a website like this is all I can say. But there are, we're not going to have time to talk about all of them, but rebates. I mean, there's so many rebates for the current homeowner, of which there are many more of us. So many rebates offered by TEP and people are taking advantage of them. Absolutely. Like they really are. Mm -hmm. So you can get them for... For your AC and your heat pump, I'm reading right from the website. You can get up to $1,000. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll subcategory in two things. We have incentives for equipment replacement, which okay. are big dollar items. Right. And But we also have ones like the tune-up there at the bottom where let's say you don't need to replace your equipment. 
Well, we do have rebates so that you can at least tune it up. I so, love that. You can get a tune-up for your home. Right. So I mean, the, that's a really good deal, too. The analogy that I like using is, true, you could go buy a new $40,000 fuel-efficient vehicle with the higher insurance rates, the higher tags rates, but instead of spending tens of thousands of dollars to save that on gas, what if I told you for a few hundred bucks, you could take that 85 Chevy and tune it up and get a little bit more out of it? We would like it. That's what the tune-up offers like a program. And it's for old air conditioners. There's all kinds of rebates, advanced AC tune-up. People have to look at that. And like I said, it's um, TEP.com, Efficient Home Programs. And one of the features I like that I rarely um, point out is frequently asked questions. Because you know what? They are questions (laughs) that I would ask. How does the program work? How will I receive my rebate? Um, Why use a TEP energy efficiency? All these things. And what else can I do to make my... Um, home energy efficient. So we have one minute left, which I cannot believe that. And time does fly when you're having fun and you're going to have to come back and I'll tell my friends at TEP. Happily. There's so much more we can talk about. So everybody go to TEP.com and you, you will find out all the answers to this. It really matters for your energy bill, for the health of the planet, for all of those things that we're committed to and making Tucson you know, stellar. We didn't even touch, we will in another show, talk about solar and how the prices of that has gone down and how I'm sure that has to be incorporated into mm-hmm. the building of a home for the new homes. But And we got to mention some really great um, companies. And I always like to give our partners shout-outs when it's appropriate and opportune. Um, TEP Energy, Tucson Electric Power, you name it, you'll find the answers. Armando, it was so much fun, and I knew it would it be. 10-year anniversary. March 9th, Judith Simmons and Lori Marrero, ready for the clutter diet. Yeah. And Bren Smith, my my new hero of the oceans, the least deadly catch, ocean farming in 3D. Make it a great green week, everybody. Thanks for being a part of Mrs. Green's world. 